You're listening to episode 145 of Alexa in Canada, the voice experience. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for this week's episode. This is a special one. Again, I've got a fantastic guest, Emily Lanetto. She's known as Amplify, and she is the head of growth with VoiceFlow. I also have today a guest co-host hosting the show, and that is Noelle Silver, who has previously appeared on The Voice Den. It's so wonderful to be able to have both of these women on the show today, and we have a really fun, lively discussion about voice flow as a platform, what they are doing, and if you're not familiar with it, stay tuned because you're going to find out that there is a tremendously easy, easy way to develop your own uh, Lexi skills and Google Actions for that matter. So we get into a discussion about voice flow, we get into a discussion about how do you grow a community, which is what Emily's uh, specialty really is, and you'll hear that. And as you will know, uh, Noelle previously was on The Voice Den. Emily is coming up as a voice fluencer on the upcoming episode of The Voice Den on December 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific. So I encourage you to come and check that out as well. So here it is. This is the uh, recording of The Voice Fluencer Show, which was streamed live uh, just last week uh, with co-host Noelle Silver, interviewing our special guest, Emily Lanetto. Noelle, thanks for co-hosting, first of all. Appreciate that very Absolutely. much. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here and roast Emily. I mean, interview <laughs> Emily. So <laughs> That is what we're going for. That is great. the perfect, perfect way to start us off. Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Wonderful. Well, as I mentioned, you're going to be on The Voice Stand coming up um, December 16th. And um, this is an opportunity for people to kind of get to know who you are so that uh, when they join us for the show, they know who, who's speaking with them. So let's start off as we always do. Let's hear your story. What's your background? How did you get into what you're into right now? Yeah, um, I guess my, my background has really been in growth from everything from early stage startups to scaling people from B to C and beyond and really focused on a couple of few things. So like growing via community, organic growth, um, trying to help out with startups and fostering ecosystems in Toronto and also in San Francisco. Um, and I guess where I got involved really with VoiceFlow was taking that element of, okay, how do you grow these brand new ideas and now add in a brand new industry, add in a brand new interface, add in this whole community that's trying to do this together. And it just seemed like the absolute perfect, well, problem, but also opportunity. Amazing, amazing. And I got to ask you, I just had that up there on the screen. Everybody mm -hmm. that comes on The Voice and has this nickname, yours is Amplify. What's what's that all about? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I needed to find something that was echoing this idea of growth, of trying to seem bigger, get in there, um, and really amplify what are the missions or things that we're trying to get across. I feel like it kind of went pretty hand in hand to, to what I think about on a day-to-day -day basis. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Noelle, let's get you in here for some thoughts, questions. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always love to understand, especially with 
art just I love the diversity of people we have as voice fluencers and I think all of our stories are so unique so I know you talked a little bit about the startup world but what specifically brought you to like voice flow and voice tech in general and like how did you get here it maybe give some insight to those who are wondering if they belong here <laughs> how, I mean, how you I mean you're now a voice fluencer so how do you do it <laughs> Um, I feel like maybe this is my my like biased opinion, but everybody belongs in voice. Like if you partake in conversations, if you communicate with people, if that's something that you care about, you belong in voice. Um, and I think my my background specifically and kind of how I got here was really more from the design on the graphic side, the uh, communication and the no code space. So my background in growth really came from uh, trying to dive in into startups, have lack of resources or brand new problems, and getting scrappy with experimenting on what other people can do with these brand new interfaces. And I started in design, uh, started working at a company um, called Tilt at the time, which was a small payments company that grew from 50 people to 250. And then we got acquired by Airbnb. So it was an epic <laughs> introduction into, into growth and community. Um, and then shifted more into product growth and growth via marketing and all of these elements that then got me into the hands and into the conversations with my now CEO, Brayden, um, who uh, I've actually known for the better part of the last four and a bit years. And uh, he was also one of those people who came from a business background, like wanted to figure out how can you combine business and the creative side of things. And I knew that he was going to do something, but we just didn't know what it was going to be yet. And we kind of kept that conversation going. He dove into what then became Storyflow. So they were an interactive children's stories application. I joined as their first advisor since um, I really, really cared about accessibility design, um, creating more immersive creative channels. Um, and voice was something that I was really early in on since I had one of the original Alexas. Uh, so I was in that first batch of people who got them and kind of continued uh, my interest beyond that. And then flash forward uh, a few months later where Braden was like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna shift and become a platform where anyone can build this way and we want you to join. Uh, and so it really felt like this like serendipitous um, opportunity where I can join in a team that I really believed in. We're working on something that no one saw before and it's a creative problem. And that was really exciting. Oh, there's yeah, so much there. I actually love the, yes, I go love ahead, the idea that you, you demonstrate just quickly to celebrate the idea that you're not a traditional like dev turned voice techie person. Uh, you know, like I agree with you, voice is for everyone. And so the more of us that realize there's so many roles that need help in this industry um, and mm -hmm. product design, you know, all the things that you mentioned. So really awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. So no cool. Problem. So cool. I want to know. So, so you've got lots. We've heard this already from from you. Lots of experience mm -hmm. with growing community, gro growing yeah. these platforms, right? So, what what sort of little nuggets can you share? Bits of yeah. advice that you could share. How do you actually do that? Like, how do you grow a platform? How do you grow a community? What are what? How do you do that? What do you do on a day to day basis to do that? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that one of the things that I love about this new space and the creative space in general, like no code's one of those things, design spaces, indie makers, there's all of these amazing forums where people, no matter where you are, are joined together with this idea of we just want to build and we want to up-level as a community. And with VoiceFlow, it became very abundantly clear that this voice community, whether it's one that we foster ourselves or one that we participate in, is going to be a core element of that. So one of the first things that I did even before I came on was instruct the guys on how can we set up a community so that you have an early product feedback loop, you have people who really care about the space, so you are building for stuff that they really care about. And it becomes this element where it's not a forced marketing channel. We're not sitting in there selling things to people. We're sitting there asking them questions. We're sitting there answering their questions. We are trying to facilitate connections. Um, and I think that that's a core distinction that a lot of companies, when they jump into community later on, think about it as this transactional channel, when it's really more of a communication channel that um, you're supposed to really believe in. And it takes a shit ton of work. <laughs> and um, I think on my day-to-day -day basis, like outside of our normal like product marketing channels, our actual releases, and, and kind of what we do on a day-to-day -day basis for the business, that community really puts like faces behind why we're building things and voices behind why we're building things. So what we do on a day-to-day -day basis is check in with that. We're constantly adding and engaging with people. We are trying to figure out ways that we can additionally filter, create geo-specific groups or problem-specific groups, or even spaces where designers can thrive a little bit more than developers and so on and so forth. It's kind of what we've done with our Facebook group and our forum. So th there's a lot of like strategic elements on okay, now that we have these people, let's make sure that this party is something that they really want to stay in. Let's make sure it's something they want to participate in. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Just so people know, if, if you're watching live, you can throw your comments in at any platform that you're on and we can bring those up if you have a question. Um, Noel, I want to turn it back to you. Um, I love the I love the discussion about community and growth, but Noel, take it away. Any <laughs> yes. thoughts, questions? Well, I think it's actually somewhat related um, because I do believe in the no code movement or low code. Um, so I would love to understand a little bit more about what that like voice flow for some of us, we know it and have actually grown up with it as it's gone through its different phases. Um, but for a lot of who, people who come to Terry, like to Terry's the voice den, they're new. So I think there's so much opportunity in this platform, in this community. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what that what that is. Yeah, so um, as somebody who is non-technical, these types of tools that are low code, no code, or if I wanna become technical, I still have the ability to grow on them are crucial. Um, they're deeply empowering. They, they drastically help with getting people from this idea state to something tangible. And I think it's really an educational tool when you think about it as well. Um, and so VoiceFlow is an easy way for people to design, prototype, launch, and eventually also scale what they're building for voice. Um, and more importantly for conversation design, since it all starts in that same element of, okay, how does the actual mechanism, how does the actual skeleton work? Okay, now let's layer on channel specific functionality. And we've made that really easy by making it into a visual step program so that people can drag and drop steps, add custom code if they want, or just use it in the way that we've built it so that they can see what's possible. Uh, and we've partnered with Alexa and Google to make that super easy on their channels and also made it possible for general assistance. So I think it's really important that we, we celebrate that side because it's going to be an entry point for a lot of people into voice. 
and are also really readily looking to the future on how can we mature with them so that they be, we also become the professional tool that they have in their tool belt. I, I love what you said, Noella, like how we've been able to actually watch VoiceFlow kind of grow up from, from, from really starting from its infancy. And it's so cool mm -hmm. to see the different iterations that it's gone through and, and be able to see that. Um, Emily, are you able to share some of the really cool success stories of people that have done really cool things with VoiceFlow? Just a couple of things just to get an idea of it. Oh my God, there's so many. I think like this, that, that's the my favorite part of the job is that because when we're building this tool and we're building a design tool, we get to actively see what people are building on it um, and see what comes out of that. So like there's so many creators that have been with us since the beginning where we've seen some of them who, um, uh, for instance, uh, Kat, who I interviewed on one of our webinars about conversation design, um, has now gone from really thinking about complex character development and really owning her space from acting into voice, into conversational design elements, and is now um, is now on the conversation design team at Google and was able to do that and bring the tools with her. Or we have even um, Nate Monk is a person in the creator space that we talk about a lot, who was able to come in early stage, start to figure out how do you monetize Alexa apps? And now he's making close to 3K a month, um, just passively of, uh, of uh, applications. And I think we're gonna see more and more of those people. Um, and then third as well is seeing also just like schools do really interesting things with it, where um, we, we cool. had a school that was based in London that built um, one that basically built a custom assistant off like um, off people's different or different actors' voices to stray away from having only a female voice as like a dominant space to test out what does it look like to really challenge what an AI should be and like that was something we never even dreamed of when we first created something um, or even just high school or STEM programs adopting it. So kids are thinking Roblox style, but with voice and are able to see what can happen with the devices that their parents have in the house. I love that. So good. So good. I'm a big fan of voice flow. I love, I love what you guys have created. Um, Noel, we may have time for another like question. Uh, anything else come to mind for you that you wanted to ask Emily? I think really quickly, I, I, of course, there's a few things I want to ask. So let me just pick one. Um, <laughs> but as somebody, you know, who talks to a lot of newbies in this space, I, you know, one, the question I'm teetering back and forth is, mm -hmm. of course, I want to know what's that feature that people always ask for that you're just struggling to get out the door. Mm, good question. <laughs> but that doesn't really speak to like all the new people because they don't care about that thing. So yeah. the other thing I think is equally as important is like what, can you describe a use case for all these people who are like, how could I even use voice flow? Like mm -hmm. what's the, like a classic way for us to just get started? Because I think a lot of people, like it's a barrier for a yeah. lot of us to just start something new. And it seems like a blank page. And of course, like go to the website, but what like use cases I think are really helpful for people to attach themselves to like, oh, I'd want to build something like that. So I just thought I'd ask since you have kind of access to so many of those that's great. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll try to answer a little bit of both of those for you, just for just for your own self. But um, the I think the the biggest thing for people who are early on it is is use cases. It's inspiration. Like when you think about like design um, or development, people go to GitHub to see like what are repos that they can learn from. For designers, they go to Dribble or they go to Behance, and they're like, oh, cool, I want to rebuild that. Voice is the same. 
Um, and so what I would recommend as well is like think about th or think through a, what are some really amazing voice experiences that you've gone through um, that, and try to think about how can I rebuild that? So that's one element that I think is really great for learning. The second one that's a little bit easier is really trying to think through and take advantage of templates. Um, we, one of the things that we learned this year was kind of two-pronged. People either want to learn by use case, so they want a template and they want to go play around with it. Or second, they want to learn via tutorial, where here's the basics of, here's just the beginning blocks that you'll need. And now let's add logic. Now let's get a little bit more custom. And so we made a lot of efforts this year where every person that signs up automatically gets access to our templates workspace, where you can jump in and there's like close to 35 to 40 different templates in there, everything from like a quiz app to uh, what a bank or transactional app could look like. And you can just copy that and play with it. Um, or with our tutorials, where you can just go to voicelo.com slash tutorials and just learn just the basics of conversation design. So you can maybe spark that inspiration yourself and get started. Um, and to answer your first part of that question, <laughs> um, I, I think the, the biggest thing has always been going from voice only to this concept of like voice first or multimodality. How can you showcase simultaneously what the conversation experience looks like with what the visuals or potentially other modalities look like at the same time? And it's been something we've been actively working on. I'm like very excited to announce it will be available very, very soon. Um, but uh, that's definitely been the biggest one because it's complicated. It's, it's what type of devices, what different contexts you have to think about. Because it's not like your computer's your mobile phone where you kind of have this idea of what size are things basically or what are the responsiveness that you need to think about. So I'm, I'm really excited about that part. That's very exciting. That'll be, um... Yeah, it just, it just makes it so easy. It makes it so easy, your, your, your platform. And I know that you guys are giving a lot of thought and uh, I'm sure that when it when that is officially launched, that's gonna be fantastic. So <laughs> make things even easier for people. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, okay, Emily, my, the last question I wanna ask you and ask everybody this now on, on this show is we're very fortunate, as I said, you're joining us uh, on The Voice Stand December 16th, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific. Mm -hmm. um, and people are gonna get to come on, they're gonna get to ask you questions. So. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you're going to be in that position where people can ask you questions, I'd love to know what are the kind of questions that you would like to field? Like, what is your sweet spot? What would you like people to ask you about that you will be very passionate and, and you can offer a lot of value to people? Yeah, I think like I can deeply empathize with if you don't have that traditional background, trying to get in here and figure out where do you start. Um, I spend so much of my time teaching and trying to empower people on no code stacks, like growth mentalities, getting your first users onto your application when you get there. Like, talk to me about those things because I I care about letting people, or my ideal would be someone walks away, they feel empowered, they feel inspired, and they want to go get started, or they are stuck in a place and I could potentially give some wisdom on how they could get that in the hands of some new people. Because I think that's incredibly important beyond just the build aspect of, okay, well, now let's get it out in the wild. What does that look like? And I think that's still kind of being solved right now. And I spent a lot of my brain power thinking about that. That is great. So for all those sort of newbies that, that need that little bit of encouragement, um, come to the voice den because you can speak with Emily and she's <laughs> gonna help you out and uh, get your mindset right, which I love, which I love. That's amazing. So I wanna thank both of you for, for spending some time here uh, with me and with the audience. Um, Noelle, first, I just wanna give you a moment just to, just to share with the listeners, the audience, where can people go and 
find your resources. They want to connect with you. And then we'll, and then we'll do the same with you, Emily. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I am always available on LinkedIn. It's my home, sweet home um, for connection, for just being able to communicate to each other. I'm also on Clubhouse, which is kind of an up and coming app uh, where we do a lot of voice conversations, which is awesome. And then for if you want to just see some of my work, I do a whole lot of stuff on TikTok these days. I know so. you do. That's awesome. <laughs> What's your TikTok so check handle? Me out. It's uh, noel.ai. Awesome. So it's awesome. fun. It's a fun platform. <laughs> Thank you so much, Noel. Thank you. And Emily, please. So share with us where can people go to learn about VoiceFlow and learn about what you're doing and all the resources that you have for, for everybody out there. Yeah, absolutely. So for VoiceFlow, definitely come check out our website, just voiceflow.com. Um, you can add tutorials at the end of that if you're curious more on the build side. And we do also have the community that we were talking about um, available on Facebook that you can go check that out at bit.ly slash VF community. Um, and feel free to chat in with us at any point. Uh, we're super active on Twitter, um, on LinkedIn, um, and our handles are voiceflowhq. Or if you want to chat with me, it's just at Emily Lanetto on both of those. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that uh, that lively discussion. Uh, it's great. Like I said, I, I love VoiceFlow. So you got to check out this platform if you haven't had a look at it uh, previously because it really does make uh, designing, uh, implementing, uh, creating skills and actions so, so easy. So definitely, definitely check that out. Again, I want to remind you, please join us for The Voice Den, December 16th, 5 p.m. Pacific, completely free, thanks to the sponsorship of Amazon Lexi. So thank you, thank you, Amazon. And the other thing I want to mention is this week, on Voice Talks, which is an incredible monthly uh, production, a show that's put on by Modev uh, Voice Summit in conjunction with uh, Google. Hey Google, Google Assistant. Um, they have really well-known, really tremendous speakers about voice technology. And I am so, so honored that uh, they have asked me to be a part of this episode. This Thursday, this Thursday, December 10th, December 10th, that is the day that this episode of Voice Talks is going live. If you simply search for Voice Talks, you will find the link. You can It's completely free. You can sign up. And I would love, I would love to, uh, to have you be part of that. Uh, listen in. You can actually win some prizes there. And of course, uh, feel free to send me some feedback. I do give a shout out to our community voice in Canada in that as well, which is, which is always a, a really fun thing to do. So check it out. Voice Talks this Thursday, December 10th. I hope that you will join us there. Talk to you again very soon. Take care.